for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success birds, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, we are here together. Hello and welcome, Power Partners. It's our informational playground. It's Star Style. Be the star you are. We are coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. And we're brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be The Star You Are charity. I am your producer and host, Cynthia Bryan. And I am always so excited to spend this hour of power with you every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. Because it is the only way that I can help you live your dreams and get informed and, you know, help you to know yourself, to be your best self. I mean, I think it's really, really important. Well, we have an interesting show for you today. I mean, we're going to start out kind of flitting around because in segment one, I'm going to be telling you about the aerial acrobats of hummingbirds. I mean... I think everybody loves hummingbirds, but do you know how to attract hummingbirds to your garden? Do you know how to keep them there? You know, I have suggestions for feeding and encourage them to nest in your yard. In our second segment, it's something that we actually don't talk about in polite company, I guess I want to say. The word is constipation. Yes, Americans spend about $750,000 annually dealing with the issue. So we're going to get behind the causes of constipation and what you can do to keep yourself moving naturally. And in segment three, we are going back to the scams and the fraud. I I am really dedicated in an effort to keep you, my dedicated listeners, safe. There is a popular new scam that is targeting hobbyists, and it is a twist on the classic con. I mean, fraud is everywhere, and it is a big, big business, but I don't want you to be a victim. So, you know, keep tuning in because help is on the way. The miracle moment for today is brought to you by Be the Star You Are charity. That brings you this radio show. You can visit the charity at bethestarur.org. And this is from a source that's unknown. Hospitality is making your guests feel at home, even if you wish they were. (laughs) Well, it is summer, right? It's summer. And what's happening now is people are traveling more than ever And, you know, they may just want to be stopping into your house. And, you know, guests can be like fish. Three days is probably enough. So just remember that no is a complete sentence or, you know, maybe you do not have the accommodations. So we do want to make, uh, you know, we, we do want to be hospitable to our friends and family. But if you feel that you're being taken advantage of, you know, you need to step up. 
Okay. Well, I want to get to hummingbirds. That is so much more fun. Hummingbirds 101, the essentials of attracting and feeding hummingbirds. So there is a hummingbird society. I think there's a humming, I mean, I think there's a society or an organization or something for absolutely everything. But if you want to find out more from the Hummingbird Society, you can go to hummingbirdsociety.org. And I thought that's a really good uh, resource to learn about these um, pollinators and these fleeting friends that we just love to love to watch. At least I am. I'm always mesmerized by hummingbirds. So what are the flowers for nectar? Okay, flowers are nature's way. So if you keep something in bloom continuously during the time that hummingbirds are expected in your area, you are going to have hummingbirds. Native plants are a good place to start, but you don't want to limit yourself to that because a lot of effort has gone into developing uh, flowers that hummers actually love. Now, their favorites usually but not always have long tubular blossoms that are red, orange, yellow, or blue, especially blue salvia species. The shape limits insects access to their nectar inside. I also find that trumpet vines, both the uh, lavender and the scarlet trumpet vines, oh, they just love them. Basically, think about a throated plant, something that has a deep throat, you're going to find hummingbirds just love to get their beaks inside of that. Hummers like blossoms with lots of concentrated nectar, and they actually prefer sucrose. So some of the best families for natural nectar, and this is in warm climates, because um, hummingbirds really like uh, the warmer climate. And, you know, and if you're not in a warm climate and you're listening to me, talk to your local nursery person or your garden club and ask, where do hummers go? What kind of food do they like? What is their um, their best flowers that they would recommend? Because that kind of advice can actually be invaluable. But Agastache is a, a, a great lover of hummers, as is aloe and aguilla which is columbine. Um, Fuchsia is another one that they just love. Lobelia and Lanacita and Monarda, which is bee balm. And Penstemon, which there's wild Penstemon and there's uh, all kinds of different Penstemon. These are really, really good ones, as well as Salvia and Tacoma and Tecomania. Those are all good uh, plants that hummingbirds love. But I have to tell you, I have hummingbirds on just about everything. I see them going to my lavender. I see them going to my roses. And these are not tubular flowers, but they are there. Now, what about hummingbird feeders? What type should you get? Choose a feeder that you are able and willing to clean. If the feeder ports are above the pool of liquid, it's less likely to drip. And that becomes really messy. And what that will attract is ants. And um, you don't want ants. <laughs> that's, not a, that's not a good thing. The size of the feeder, it should match your population. Don't fill it all up if all the nectar isn't being used. More feeders will support more hummingbirds. And it will 
help reduce the the territory uh, the territoriality that hummingbirds do have. Now, if you are making a um, a nectar for your hummingbird feeder, you could dissolve a cup of table serve, uh, sugar, and it's cane sugar is preferred, but beet sugar is okay, in four cups of water. And don't use any other sugar. Don't use brown sugar, never use honey, and never ever use artificial sweeteners. Now, to, as far as the water goes, spring water is best, but tap water is okay. Don't use distilled water. And here's the caveat, because almost everything that you see, you always see these red food colored food, you know, uh, feeders. Do not use red food coloring. Store on used mixture in a refrigerator up to a week. And if you have a bee problem, you can change the formula to just put five cups of water in it. Now, if when I basically I have so many flowers, I don't have to put hummingbird feeders out. But when I used to try to before I had all my flowers and I wanted to attract the hummers, uh, again, I didn't use red uh, food coloring, but I actually boiled the water so it would be pure and with the sugar. So I made like a sugar water and then I would put it in a big, big mason jar in the refrigerator and you have to keep it really fresh. So you need to, uh, if the mixture isn't used up, you need to change it every four or five days. And if the temperatures get higher than 90 degrees, you need to change it even more often because guess what happens? It will change uh, into like a wine or an alcohol because it actually will ferment. The sugar and the water will ferment. And if it uh, becomes cloudy or if you see mold, you need to discard it like right away. Now, what's the location for the best hummingbird feeders? You want to place the feeders out of reach of cats and at least four feet above the ground. And it's always better if you can put the feeders in shade if that's possible. But don't put the feeders too close to a nest because you know what you might be doing? You might be inviting predators. And we don't want, uh, if you know that there is a hummingbird feeder nest, we do not want, um, we do not want predators near the nest. Now about maintenance. Okay. So feeders have to be cleaned completely between refillings. You don't want to, you know how you top off, like if maybe sometimes you are topping off a vase of flowers. Well, you do not want to do this to a hummingbird feeder. You want to um, empty any of the water or the sugar water that has already been in there and then use a mild detergent and water, clean out the feeder thoroughly, rinse thoroughly, and at least once a month, and this is what I do, I mean, I'm a big believer in bleach <laughs> because bleach is a good sterilizer. So you can just put like a tablespoon of bleach with some water and then um, leave it soak and then rinse it thoroughly. And then, of course, if your, stir, if your feeder is a glass or if it's something that is not going to get ruined, you could actually sterilize it in the dishwasher. So, I mean, that's another uh, idea for you. Now, other suggestions. 
water for bathing for the hummingbirds. Now, more than most birds, you know, hummers need to bathe regularly due to the sticky nature of the nectar, and they prefer a very shallow moving water or a spray mist. So, as I've told you before, I have several fountains. I just love water so much, and I love the sound of water. So, I have kind of surrounded my property with um, fountains, and I have a pond, but this is circulating water that I keep very clean. And I think this is a major reason that I have so many hummingbirds. And I, I can't seem to get really good pictures of the hummingbirds, but they're there all the time. So they like buzz over to where the water is flowing out of the fountain and, you know, they take a bath and they clean their beaks and it's just so fun to watch. But every time I go out with a camera, they just flit away. Now, what about nesting? Uh, placing nesting material near a feeder might encourage female hummers to nest near you, so you will be more likely to see them during the five to seven weeks that they're brooding or caring for their young. Um, but there is something called Hummer Helper, which is a practical commercial material. But I think, you know, my my thing is, uh, my my best advice is not to place the feeder's too close to where they're going to nest because uh, again if you get a you know if you get bees or you get something else that's going to go to the feeder that could kill the babies that wouldn't be really good now hummers return to sites where they find good food supplies the year before so if you want to give them a reason to come back to you you want to plant all these flowers that especially have tubular um, throats so that they are going to absolutely love being in your garden. And the more flowers that you have and the more colorful flowers that you have, the more hummingbirds you're going to have. And it is really definitely so much fun to watch them. Some things that you probably want to know about hummingbirds there are, um, uh, you know, of, there's about 331 known species. 16 of those breed in the U.S. And hummers, hummingbirds, are only found in the Americas. So North and South America, it's the only place that you're going to find hummingbirds. Now, what do they eat? They eat insects and they eat tiny spiders to supply protein. So they actually, they actually do not live on, um, they actually do not live on um, sugar water. So you don't want to just give them sugar water. They also feed on tree sap. Hummer's nests are often reused wholly or in part. So you want to leave a nest in place. And keep this in mind, it is illegal to possess a nest or any part of it without a permit. Now, hummingbirds aren't going to use birdhouses, so don't think that if you put up a birdhouse that they are going to just like flock to that. They actually are cav they are not cavity nesters. So they are not going to go into a cavity of a tree or into a birdhouse. Hummingbirds migrate in the fall at a time that is determined by genetic programming. 
and you are not going to hold them back by leaving out your feeders and supplying more food or more flowers or more sugar water. In fact, you could put late migrants at risk by taking feeders down too early. So wait until you haven't seen any hummers for about three or four weeks and then take down your feeders. So you don't want to leave your feeders up all year. Now, um, something very interesting is if you see injured or baby hummingbirds, they cannot be cared for without the knowledge and help of a licensed wildlife rehabilitator. So don't try to do it yourself, okay? So if you see a hummingbird that's laying on the ground, you know, just leave it alone. Leave it alone. It actually might be in a startle, which is called where they kind of freeze up and they have to get energy to move. But you don't try to do it yourself. And just remember that the predators for hummingbirds include cats, big birds, you know, like hawks and snakes. Squirrels are also predators, praying mantids, and there are obviously others. And if you want to know more about the Hummingbird Society, you can um, go to the uh, hummingbirdsociety.org. But more than anything, just enjoy your hummingbirds. I just love watching them going around everything, and I know you will too. So uh, stay tuned. We have more to come. And interesting, in our next segment, we're going to be talking about how we're kind of blocked up sometimes and what constipation is all about and what you can do about it. Stay with me. I'm Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 gifts, and Be The Star You Are for teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard. 
on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel. And join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show. Well, as always, gracias for staying with me here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And hello, June 1st. Wow, we're already getting close to summer. I can't believe it that it is the, the year is just like going by so quickly. So I don't know. I think probably every human at some point or another has been constipated. And it's not something that people talk about, but it can be dangerous. So there are five natural ways to fight constipation. And these are eating tips that can help keep your digestive tract flowing smoothly so you don't end up, you know, with some problems or end up with blockage or end up having to have some kind of very expensive operation. Did you know that Americans spend nearly three quarters of a billion with a B dollars a year trying to deal with constipation? And of course, it's a side effect of certain drugs. It's a complication of some medical conditions. But, and it's also a very common complaint of aging, but it can also be caused by dehydration, a low fiber diet, or a very sedentary lifestyle. So these are a few tips that you can do if you want to keep things moving naturally. And probably many of them are kind of, you probably already know them, but you might not be exercising your right to, to do these things. The first thing is to eat more plants. An increase in fiber, in fiber can improve all constipation because fiber is found in whole grains, in fruits, vegetables, beans, nuts, and seeds. How much do you need? Most studies will suggest that dietary fiber in the range of 20 to 30 grams per day is ideal. And, you know, it's really hard to know. I mean, I don't know anybody, well, I guess, no, I don't know anybody that actually measures everything they eat. So most people don't really know what 20 to 30 grams is. But if you are like most Americans and you are not eating 20 to 30 grams, what it is is you just need to ramp up the amount of fiber intake slowly so that you will avoid any discomfort. And there's added benefits to getting fiber from fruit because many fruits contain sugars like fructose and sorbitol that can increase the frequency and the softening of the consistency of stools. So the recommended fruits are plums and prunes and kiwi, blackberries, mangoes, and peaches. So um, basically, when you're trying to meet your fiber goal, if you're not measuring, this is this would be 20 to 30 grams of fiber a day. Let me just give you an example. For breakfast, you could have a cup of whole grain cereal, 
and one piece of fruit. At lunch, you could have two slices of whole grain bread on your sandwich or a cup of bean soup with a side of fruit or veggies. And for dinner, a cup of cooked whole grain like brown rice or, or quinoa and a cup of vegetables. Now, of course, you're going to have other things with it, but you need at least that amount. The bottom line is you need to include more whole grains, more beans, more vegetables, and that will increase fiber and it will enhance your digestion. Now, the, another thing that people often forget is to hydrate. Eating too much fiber without drinking enough water could actually worsen constipation. So you have to drink adequate fluid. It's really critical. So how much fluid can any individual need? It varies, of course. But the re general recommendation is 64 ounces per day. And I mean, I think, I just think it's so great that we now have all of these um, uh, uh, bottled waters. You know, we have containers that are recyclable, reusable, that we can take with us so we can always have water. So just always think about always having water with you and then you'll get enough hydration. Now, uh, if you want a good indicator of your hydration status, look at your urine. If it's light and clear, that indicates that you are drinking enough fluid. If it is dark and very yellow, it is recommended to increase your intake by at least one to two glasses a day and see if that helps. And if, if that is not uh, making it clearer, you need to you know ramp it up. So water is the beverage of choice, obviously. Water is really good for hydration. It's good for our skin. It's good for everything. But other fluids, such as fruit or vegetable juices, clear soups, they can also help the fiber in your diet work better. Now, some people find drinking a warm beverage in the morning helps decrease their constipation. And that water, that, um, that beverage can be hot water. It can be caffeine, which has a laxative effect. So, or it could be tea. Drinking coffee or tea in the morning may be effective. And even adding a little lemon juice to warm water can also be very effective. Another good thing to fight a constipation is yogurt. Cultured and fermented foods like yogurt, kefir, kefir oh, I love kefir, uh, unpasteurized sauerkraut, some Gouda cheese, all of these contain beneficial microorganisms that are known as probiotics. So there was a scientific review of all available studies, and it concluded that probiotics do help with any constipation. So probiotics may improve the gut transit time, the stool frequency, and the consistency. Um, but we do still need better quality studies, to be sure. And also there are studies on different strains of probiotics, and many act differently in, the, in your body. But most of the bacterium that we need found in some yogurts, kefir, buttermilk, and unpasteurized fermented vegetables, they all seem really particularly promising. So again, up your ante of those foods. Next, it's probably not a surprising, but we got to get moving. We have to get off the couch and get exercising. 
Movement is essential for regularity. Aerobic exercise stimulates contraction of the intestines, moving food along more quickly. And this faster transit time also means less time for water to be pulled from the stool. So it stays softer and it's easier to pass. So what can you do? You can walk, you can jog, you can swim, you can dance, you can bike, whatever it is. Um, what You know, just... Just move 10 to 15 minutes at a time, several times a day. It can help. And, you know, stretching, yoga, those are good things too. An after-dinner walk is fine, but it's usually better to wait an hour after a big meal before taking on anything particularly vigorous because uh, drawing blood away from the digestive tract to fuel the heart and muscles that could actually cause constipation. So, you know, just like that, it, we used to be told, don't go swimming until an hour after you've eaten. I think the important thing is don't go walking or doing something that is going to be really aerobic or take that blood away from your digestive tract. Otherwise, you could get constipated. And then we do need to limit our triggers. Some people find red meat and dairy to be constipating. And although bananas, which are typically thought of as a great source of stool softening soluble fiber, they can actually be constipating for some people. So each of us has to pay attention to our own body and figure out what works best for ourselves. And then, of course, if we have any questions or we're not getting to the remedy for our gut, you know, that we really need, perhaps talk to your doctor or get the help of a registered dietitian, because that way you can get some tips on making the changes you need to get going. Now, some people have what's called irritable bowel syndrome. That's IBS. And it is really an unrelenting intestinal disorder that occurs in about 20% of Americans. And it presents itself with bloating, um, and an alteration in bowel habits. It has pain. It has cramping. But the first line of defense could be diet. And there is evidence-based strategies that can minimize the symptoms. So... You want to um, have a diet relief, 70 to 75% of people that are affected by IBS, which is irritable bowel syndrome, uh, could use the guidance of a registered dietitian to see if they are sensitive to a what's called a FODMAP diet, F-O-D-M-A-P diet. The low FODMAP diet is an elimination diet that reduces foods that are rich in commonly malabsorbed sugars and fibers. So if you've heard of FODMAP, it's an acronym for fermentable, which means um, when it's fermentable, it creates gas. And this is a hard word to say. Um, Oligosaccharides, I think it is. It's fibers of wheat, beans, and garlic. And um, dissecretes, which is lactose in milk, monosecretes, which is excess fructose in apples, pears, honey, and agave syrup, and polyols, which are found in stone fruits, you know, peaches and apricots, 
cauliflower, mushrooms, pears, apples, watermelon, all these things that we really love. So the low FODMAP diet has three phases. There's an elimination phase, which you uh, eliminate those FODMAP-rich foods, and you eliminate them in two to six weeks. And then you reintroduce them methodically, you know, one by one, so that you identify the triggers. And then you have a maintenance phase. So your diet is restricted only as necessary for symptom control. So um, with irritable bowel syndrome, it's the opposite of constipation, and people will get diarrhea. And to help mitigate the diarrhea in severe cases, you'll have to go to a gastroenterologist. And they may prescribe either an antibiotic or maybe something that is an, uh, a bile acid sesquitrant because the diarrhea could be related to a bacterial infection or even an overproduction of bile. Something that could help for the pain is peppermint oil. Um, it is said that one capsule, which contains 0.2 milliliters, can relax the smooth muscle in the intestine and it dulls the pain. But be cautious if you suffer from reflux because peppermint oil could you know, exacerbate that condition. And then you always need to consider fiber supplements. If constipation is your middle name, you really do need to work with your healthcare provider to test fiber supplements. You know, uh, psyllium husk has the best evidence for efficacy in IBS. You don't want to, if you're constipated, just be putting in, um, um, what are they called? Um, oh gosh, I'm, laxatives. You just don't want laxatives because those can really, they can actually be really bad for you. And again, to get moving, you want gentle daily exercise, walking, yoga, and those can minimize the symptoms and can encourage more regularity. And again, as I said about probiotics, get some probiotics, get that yogurt and kefir and fermented foods. You might also want to consider biofeedback or pelvic floor physical therapy. Both treatments aim to make muscles and nerves more effective for elimination. And biofeedback actually uses sensors. They attach them to your body to help you better control intestinal function. Uh, if you get nausea, ginger tea is a really good remedy. You peel fresh ginger root and you make a tea and it aids in stomach emptying. And you can also try some herbal ac ac extracts, um, but be careful, again, talk to a dietitian. And you can improve your brain-gut communication. Consider gut-directed hypnosis. You know, there are hypnosis out there who do this muscular and mental relaxation via a hypnotic suggestion and it, it calms your heightened intestinal sensitivity. But you have to find a qualified therapist in your area for that. So those are just some things that you can do to help with um, irritable bowel syndrome or constipation. And again, eating the right foods and getting plenty of, of fiber and the dietary ingredients that you need are going to go a long way to keeping you healthy. 
Now, if you have Crohn's disease or any other thing that has been diagnosed, again, talk to your physician because you might need to choose more whole plant foods, which will help uh, prevent the symptoms of Crohn's disease. And, uh, you know, dietary fiber really nourishes your gut microbes. So always think about choosing healthy plant-based fats because excessive animal fat isn't good for your gut health and minimize foods high in refined carbohydrates or sugars because they promote inflammation and always avoid any foods that have previously caused distress. Your body knows, so trust your wisdom. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We are going to be talking about frauds with hobbies when we come back from break. So stay with me. I will be here, and so will you. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. Coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Although we've been living through a pandemic, could it be possible that you have too many leads? Perhaps it's time for you to set up a qualification system to help you identify your most urgent prospects. And here's a really simple system. Do a customer analysis. This means finding out which new leads closely resemble your current customers. And create a a customer model by taking into account demographics, geographics, and psychological factors. You might want to talk to your trade associations and ask if they have a composite of customers. And then study industry uh, profiles. Match your leads to those profiles. There's no point in wasting time with leads that will not lead to a close. So use your time wisely to qualify your leads and maximize your profits. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan.com. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. BeTheStarYouAre.org. Dare to care. You are the star. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. 
It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business. Okay, well, we are back, and I want to continue our series on fraud, you know, identity theft, all these things that we really have to watch out for because I want to keep you safe. And, you know, by by talking about it, I'm keeping me safe. So, you know, some fun pastimes are making people targets now, but you can still stay safe if you're going to watch out for these. In 2021, con artists contacted at least 15 photographers for an easy yet lucrative gig to shoot a 50th birthday party in Texas. And what was interesting is that um, one of the photographers realized that it could be a scam when she received a check for too much money than what her contract asked for. And then she was asked to forward the extra amount to an event planner, uh, planner, via, you know, a peer-to-peer payment app. She went to her bank and they confirmed that the check was fake. So it was a total twist on a classic con. So this is just one way scammers are using, you know, their passions and pastimes of we Americans to perpetrate fraud. So how can you avoid these hobby-related scams? These are so hot right now. All right. I'm going to give you the first one. One of them, I can't believe this one. These, this one's called sewing machine fakes. You know, um, I'm, a, I'm a sewer, but I am still working on the same sewing machine that I have used since I was 11 years old. And my grandparents gave me this Sears sewing machine. So all it does is go back and forth, but it is what I use. But home stitchers have to beware. Because people who are looking for sewing machines that, and they go online or on social media, they might see some really bargain price sewing machines. And it sounds like a great deal because they are brand name models for less than $100. And the come on is usually that it is a factory closeout. So you pay the money. The machine never arrives. The crook may use fake contact info. They claim the item was sent or they may offer a partial refund that never arrives. So what do you do? To prevent it, e-commerce closeout scams, they have been soaring since the pandemic. So if anything is inappropriately low priced, um, customer service email addresses that are not corporate addresses and websites that lack that, that, lack that lock, which is a, a security feature or a refund policy, Just beware. So, you know, again, it gets to that thing. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is too good to be true. So don't go there for those sewing machine fakes. Another one is the fictitious classic car parts. Lots of classic car aficionados in America. um, They are constantly looking for original parts and accessories for antique or vintage cars. And guess what? The scammers know this. So they try to sting car enthusiasts with fake or fictitious car pot frauds. Now, um, what they do is they keep an eye on ads that are posted by collectors who are searching for a specific 
part. And then a person will respond and they'll say, oh, gosh, you know, I have that exact part. Of course, this person who is responding just wants to scam you out of your money. So you pay for the part, but you never get them. So don't get so eager that it will override the warning signs like too low prices or untraceable payment methods. Um, the hobby of car parts really has a lot of passion behind it, and but collectors are getting in trouble because they are thinking with their hearts and not with their heads. And so again, that too good to be true. So, you know, don't just fall for it. Don't send something. Don't send the money to just anybody out there. Another one are craft fairs. There are fake craft shows that advertise online and via social media. And these are bilking people out of, you know, table rental fees and uh, order items from virtual fairs that don't exist. And the crazy thing is the ads look really convincing. Um, but we got to be really alert. You might, they might even feature seasonal graphics, real locations, and practical vendor details. But to prevent yourself from being scammed, you know, just know that if a con artist wants payment via PayPal or peer-to-peer -peer apps like Venmo, Zelle, or a cash app, those are all warning signs. We always say do not use P2P, which is the personal peer-to-peer -peer apps, to send money to strangers because you're just usually sending yourself up for a scam because it's not traceable and you're not going to get your money back. Another big hobby fraud, and I get a kick out of this one because there are a lot of fan clubs out there. So if your favorite actress, whoever that or actor is, whoever that could be, is reaching out to you via social media with a little request, like wire some money and the two of you can meet, um, this is a scam. I mean, the, a, a, big, a big scam going on right now is with Johnny Depp and with... Uh, with Heard, you know, his ex-wife and all this that's going on. So just be really careful. A celebrity imposter scam cost one fam, fan nearly $150,000 after she sent money to a fake rock star with a made-up sob story about music contracts stuck in storage. Now, I don't, I can't even believe it. I mean, if, you know, most celebrities that we read about in People Magazine, et cetera, they have plenty of money. They don't need our dollars. <laughs> if anything, they should be sending us dollars. So just be careful. Imposter scams actually topped the fraud reports to the Federal Trade Commission in 2021. I, I, I find this just unbelievable that people are that naive that they're gonna send money to their favorite, um, to their favorite celebrities for whatever reason. Just don't fall for it. You wanna stick with fan sites that are verified with a blue check mark because that means they have been confirmed by the social media channel. And if you're not sure you're on the right site, just don't do anything. And another really big um, scam are 
fake sports cards and fake memorabilia. It could be from fake game-used Super Bowl jerseys to bogus um, baseball cards. Um, You know, some baseball cards sell for hundreds of thousands of dollars. But the selling of phony sports memorabilia is so rampant that it was the subject of a recent FBI inquiry. Now, um, after NBA star Kobe Bryant died in 2020, about 90% of the autographed Bryant auto, uh, you know, items that professional sports authenticator examined, 90% were fake. So we have to be so careful. So how do you prevent getting scammed by any of this? Buy sports memorabilia from reputable hobby shops, from auction houses, and from sellers who have been in the business for a long time. And then also look for, um, for you know, and when I say a long time, make sure it's, you know, five years, 10 years. That is very critical. And then um, look for uh, money back guarantees, at least 30 days, and that they can provide the history of the item. And if you see a pushy seller who asks for payment in gift cards, cryptocurrency, or any of that P2P apps, again, the peer-to-peer apps like Venmo, Zelle, or the Cash App, or PayPal, then you need to, I don't want to say walk away, I would say run away. So just remember that there are so many people out there that just want to steal your money. And when a fraud victim sends money to a con artist, you would think that the criminal's work is complete, but what comes next is the most difficult and complicated part of the transaction especially if the criminals outside the United States, because they want to get that money into their hands in a way that's untraceable by law enforcement, banks, or anyone else. So that is the underground financial world of money laundering. And that's why they say, do not not go buy gift cards, no wire transfers, cryptocurrency, and none of that clean cash, you know, again, the P2P, because um, that is not trackable. It's often a very labor-intensive process that will involve many people and enterprises along the way. So just be careful. Gift card codes stolen in Illinois were used to buy a tablet in California 13 minutes later. So we have to be just really, really careful. There are runners, as soon as you uh, give a gift card number, there are runners that will go to a store and they're instructed to use the self-checkout line to avoid any scrutiny. And a busy runner could hit more than a dozen stores in a day. They can spread out purchases to avoid suspicion. And they, the ones that have been caught have been telling law enforcement that this is the way they do it. So protect yourself. Protect yourself. And Again, there are also so many tax frauds out there that um, some people have filed taxes under your name. And if that has happened to you, you are a victim of tax-related identity theft. And you have to file a tax return, even if you have to file a paper return. And then 
you're going to have to file form 14039, which is an identity theft affidavit. And for more information, you can go to irs.com. No, it's irs.gov. Sorry. So just watch for all of these frauds. Well, that is our show for today. Thank you for being uh, listeners and coming and visiting with me every Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. I hope that you always enjoy Star Style, Be the Star You Are, and that you also tune in to our teen show, Express Yourself Teen Radio, that airs on Sundays, 3 p.m., right here on the Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel. For more information about Star Style Productions or myself, Cynthia Bryan, visit CynthiaBryan.com. You can also buy my books at the Star Style store there. To get uh, involved in Be The Star You Are charity, make a donation, or, you know, just find out what we're doing. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. You can also see our creative community at BTSYA.org and read over a couple thousand book reviews that our teens across the world have written so that parents and guardians and teachers and other young people can know what good books to read this summer and always. My aim is to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate you. See beyond your physical being. Know you are already the star you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past. Dream of the future. But celebrate today and every moment of your life. And I hope you will read a book this week because a book is like a garden in your pocket. And visit Cynthia Bryan Star Style Radio and our Star Style store to see some of the books that I have written. So until next week when we celebrate once again, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self. Have a wonderful, peaceful, and safe week. Dream, create, inspire, make a difference. And thanks for joining me here on Star Style. Be the star you are. Ciao for now. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. You.